It's Grunt. It's Grunt. It's Grunt. Is Mad Dog Mask. It's Grunt. It's Grunt. It's Grunt. Watching the task. Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Dare Daniel podcast, where you send us your most sinister movie dares, and we suffer the consequences for your amusement. I'm Corky McDonald, local comedian, and with me, as always, is film critic Daniel Barnes. I think that's my new favorite of your song parodies. Oh, really? Yeah. It's right up there with uh, Beers in Heaven, Achy Breaky Fart. Uh, No. (laughs) Those are Michael Scott's. Never mind. Um, That was damn good, though. Hi, everybody. On this show, we do your dirty work by watching the most unwatchable movies you can imagine, and then we review and rate them using our unique system. Run-of-the-mill bad film, we'll rate that a dare. A double dare goes to the truly atrocious movies, and we reserve the reverse dare, the beloved, legendary, people's choice, Mm. GWA Battle Royale Elimination Match Champion (laughs) Reverse Dare. (laughs) <laughs> is for those despised movies that we actually kind of like. Today on the podcast, Grunt! Exclamation point, the wrestling movie, a 1985 pro wrestling mockumentary. And we're doing back-to-back mockumentaries here. I know. And That's both in crazy. August, too, so maybe this is our new thing. We have Corktober. Okay, you know, we, we have Corktober. Travoltember. Travoltember. Mockument. Dan- we have Scare Daniel is also a Corktober thing. Mockuments. August. <laughs> that rolls right off the tongue. That's just. <laughs> I was thinking we should just do August Wilson. We just review August Wilson plays. <laughs> yes. Oh, good stuff. Fences. Grunt the wrestling it. movie came to us from Mr. Positive Wolfie T, a fantastic dare uh, follower on social media. He's a great engager. Check Norbit. out his podcast. Yeah, Norbit was that his. That was his. Big Money Hustlers. Yo, my God. That's one of my favorite ones of Winner. his. He says, Grunt the Wrestling Movie is a low-budget, mid-80s mockumentary that highlights the wackiness of pro wrestling. The opening sequence is amazing. After that, it gets a little uneven, but it's a lot of fun. There are a lot of great cameos by real wrestlers, and the movie manages to satirize the sport without being insulting. The IMDb synopsis for Grunt! The movie. A documentary crew sets out to unravel one of professional wrestling's most closely guarded secrets. Is former champion Mad Dog Joe DiCurso now wrestling as The Mask? (laughs) Yes, this week's film is Grunt! The wrestling movie. When I do these intros, uh, you know, I kind of go with a little high-level overview of, you know, what the movie is and how it was made. And, you know, there's a little bit of information for you. Corky... Not a lot to work with here. When you usually do it, you assume like this movie's been talked about before, yes. that people acknowledge this movie exists. There's, there's a history there's, here. Like, there's evidence that people right. actually worked on this thing. Absolutely. No Wikipedia page for this thing. No information about a box office. Zero reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Not a zero score. Zero right. critics reviews. Zero. Right. Here's what we know. Let's focus, mm. Corky. Let's not talk about what we don't know, which is everything. No. Let's focus on what we know. It's a mockumentary. This is the mockumentary study of what actually happened with this mockumentary. We know this. It's a mockumentary. Mm. That's a fact, Corky. It's an <laughs> incontrovertible fact. Uh, mockumentary, by the way, uh, comes from mock. Uh, documentary mock documentary you take those two mm-hmm. words you combine the words 
mockumentary. You see how that works, Corky? I do. Are you stalling, Dan? (laughs) Words. I'm just enjoying the magic of words. Can't we just enjoy that for a second? All right, let's get back to it. It's a low-budget mockumentary set in the world of wrestling. It was released by New World Pictures sometime in 1985. One of those months, you know, you decide. It's you know, let's because there's literally no evidence that this was in a theater or when it hit shelves. We don't know. So sometime, sometime. From context clues. Directed by Alan Holzman, it stars Magic Schwartz, Steve Strong. Right, that's what she said. Marilyn Dodds, Frank, and many forgotten wrestlers and like regional Southern California celebrities and weirdos. That is all we know. That's it. That you could get most of that from the credits. <laughs> like, that's it. That's all I got. Corky, I had never, before we got this there, which last year, I think, maybe, mm-hmm. I had never heard of this movie before. Never even heard of Grunt! Exclamation point in the wrestling movie. There's no information to be found about this movie. As far as I'm concerned, this is like King Tut's tomb. Like It was lost to the sands of time until Wolfie T just dug it up, discovered it for himself. I ask you, Corky, did he unearth a diamond in the rough, or was it just rough? I say often that IMDb gets these summations wrong, and you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dip in my toe into the IMDb waters tonight because <laughs> I'm taking a big old plunge in the Wolfie T waters. He fucking nails it with mm. his dare. Mm-hmm. The opening, I was like, oh shit, okay, I might be in for a surprise. Right. Might be kind and of then after the opening, <laughs> no. Crash and burn, it, baby. <laughs> it was a chore. It, really it was. was such a fucking chore. It's so These true. mockumentaries, we just watched Alan Smithy burn Hollywood burn. More and straight to camera, just, bellowing. and No throw, story. No. And this movie forgets what it's about <laughs> halfway through. Seriously. <laughs> As with Burn Hollywood Burn, okay, I mean, okay, Burn Hollywood Burn is like impossible to watch. Literally impossible. Yeah, this movie no, is not impossible. No. It's difficult this to watch. fucking okay. Magnificent Ambersons compared to Burn Hollywood <laughs> Absolutely. Burn. But it has the same issue in that it's it's hard to satirize something that itself is already a satire, right? Like the world of like Hollywood in the 80s and 90s is already like a parody of like how to run a studio or you know how to make movies. And the world of wrestling is by its very nature over the top, theatrical, larger than life, extreme. What we see in this movie is not very far removed from reality. It's it, there's a lot of real life wrestlers and I will say the wrestling action is pretty good. It's not shot yeah. well, but these are right. like real wrestlers really going at it. Like the actual wrestling itself is solidly done. But it's also, it just is what it is. It's just wrestling. It's not really satirizing anything past that first like five minutes or so of the movie. It's just, here's the world of wrestling pretty much straight up. As Wolfie said, it's not insulting because it's not targeting anything. It's straightforward. But then it also doesn't work as a straightforward story either, right? Like they set up this mystery in the first few minutes. It just, it's summed up by the IMDb synopsis. Is Mad Dog the Mask? Is this new wrestler, presumed dead, this new wrestler the mask, is it Mad Dog, this disgraced ex-wrestler who everyone presumes is dead? That's not a compelling question on its own. (laughs) 
but like neither is who framed Roger Rabbit, but we actually get to know Roger Rabbit, his world, the people around him. And so the question does become compelling. Yeah. This yeah, question yeah. is asked over and over again. It's the entire movie. Hey, is Mad Dog is the mask Mad Dog? Is Mad Dog the mask? Is the mask Mad Dog is Mad Dog the mask? Over and over and over again. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Like really. But at the same time it's the only thing that is dragging us through this movie because it's just one really long wrestling sequence after another, usually set to the exact same song. Shana Nas wrestling tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that song gets so many fucking needle drops. It's crazy. A lot. Oh a lot. boy. It starts. It starts as if it's like a gonna be a tongue in cheek cr- true crime documentary. Yeah. Even has a narrator like the old Philo Vance mm-hmm. narrator did those true crime stuff. Like take the money and run narrator. Yeah. Um. But then it, it devolves into just a bunch of really bad improvs, or it may be written, but but yeah, it's it just wrestling stuff, right? Like the and and the thing is, it, the the here's the one thing that like really, I was like halfway through, I was like, they they're acting as if wrestling's real. Like mm-hmm. you never get the part of that this is a put on thing. Wrestling is real in this movie, and there's no cussing. Except mm-hmm. for one character who who, who gets bleeped, bleeped out all the time, yeah. and there's no like innuendo jokes. There's mm-hmm. like one maybe sexually suggestive part. Well, there's a a flash. There's there's some nipples. <laughs> who who quirky? Did okay. I miss this? Yeah, you did. Man, I'm usually a fan of the nipples. Oh, uh, the the wet t-shirt girl. No, no, no. Well, we'll get to it. It's the match. Their manager flashes them at one point. I'll, I'll we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, right. We will come on. I might need to rewatch. Yeah, this is a hard, but full rewatch. So I, I was thinking it was, it was a uh, because it treats wrestling as real and there's really no cussing. I was like, this is movie is for a ten year old watching it, mm-hmm. but with humor, kind of for adults, but not in adult humor. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. it's relationship, it's frustration humor, which kids won't wouldn't really get, but it's. Not adult humor because it's not obscene. Humor, yeah, there's really no there's no story or structure to it really. Like it's just this question of is Mad Dog the mask? There's no like development of any of the characters or anything, yeah. and most of it is just like again these really long wrestling matches preceded by the usual thing that precedes wrestling matches, which is like inter- these interviews and talk shows where people get on and brag and insult and fights break out. Call and out other- challengers. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like it's it's the same fucking thing. It's basically if you watch wrestling on Saturday morning or Saturday evening, it, it, this is what you would get. It's just a little more in-depth. Yeah, this is just like the B version of that. If- like this is the regional version of like a WWF or something like it that. It feels like they had this idea of a mockumentary slash true crime thing of this wrestling and then like 15 pages in they're like fuck this is hard like no let's just just film a lot of wrestling yeah exactly and now our feature presentation all right let's get into it let's go grunt exclamation point the wrestling movie lightning crash title card skull crusher johnson versus mad dog joe decurso october 13 1979 so we see this like very grainy, very shaky, choppy black and white footage of this like very violent wrestling match, this legendary match from 1973, Mad Dog versus Skull Crusher. Mad Dog is a blonde villain, and Skull Crusher is a masked hero. I initially took it that as like the 
the blonde was the hero and the other one's the villain. I don't know. And then, yeah. I don't know yeah, either. Not a wrestling I just, fan. No, <laughs> I, yeah. Same. So, same. This movie is not going to hold too much for me. So the crowd, I'm though, is this, loving it. Crowd, crowd And it's loves a it. violent, yes. bloody, sweaty, black and white. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is Raging Bull. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching the opening of Raging Bull here. Just like a very, very poorly shot and edited <laughs> version of that. Yes, it looks really bad. It really no film just maker on this one. Super no, no. So these guys are just wailing on each other. They're wa- they're wailing on. Every- I mean, they're wailing on the fans. They're wailing on the announcers. Guys are selling red vines. They're getting wailed on. I mean, like yeah. everyone is just. It's wild. It, I mean, this is an amateur production, though, right? So again, it just looks like yeah. shit. Um, the announcer at one point, Mad Dog gets hit in the or kicked in the balls, and then he says, "Mad Dog is surely paying the price." of being a man and then the other guy says in some circles that's called the old walnut crack see again like they 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 lean on like the announcers to do a lot of the humor stuff but again this that's not that's something you would hear during an actual wrestling telecast (laughs) that's not really any that's not over the top at all like Think Fred Will. I mean, I hate to keep harping on this with mockumentaries to keep going back to Christopher Guest, but think Fred Willard in Best of Show. It's yeah. funny because that's not his environment, right? <laughs> like right, he, right. he really is like the bull in the china shop at this austere dog show. This is just wrestling announcers doing their shtick. It's not, <laughs> yeah, it's quite annoying. Anyway, the fight keeps going. It keeps going and keeps going. That's something I wrote a lot. The fight keeps going. Sure, it just kept yeah. going. So many fight sequences, so many fight sequences, so, so fucking long. There's a lot of like, okay, I get the jokes. This is a ca- actually kind of a good joke. Like one of the guy's managers, they they have wrestling managers. One of the guy's name is JJJ. Uh, in the 80s, a lot of wrestlers' names were like JJ something. Right. You know, so like that's funny. Like it's just three J's. Like add more J's to his name. That's a good bit. But they lose that sense of humor. This comes to a head. I mean, pun hey. intended. <laughs> With the man being decapitated in the ring, thus setting off the rest of the movie. Even there, that is played for laughs, and there's a lot of quips on that. Yeah. So this fight sequence, uh, it all like every other fight sequence in this movie. Mad Dog slash the mask. Is down early. Looks like he's done. He fights back. Mm. Oh, he's down again. No, he fights back again. I mean, this is how they are all fucking. Uh, Managers get involved. The girlfriends get involved. Finally, Skull Crusher, he gets his neck caught in the rope in this really awkward way. Mad Dog leaps in, executes a flying kick, and kicks his head off. Kicks it right (laughs) off. Which is not necessarily funny on its own, but my first really good laugh in this movie, one of the last, was his manager saying, Skull Crusher Johnson has come back from worse. <laughs> like he's, he's counting on him still coming back. I was like, oh, I wish like when that happened, I was like, oh shit, maybe we got something. There's yeah. not, there's not much more. If any, no, it's more it, it peters out after the beginning. Yeah. So there's this whole thing where Mad Dog gets disqualified because he decapitated his opponent. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's- Fair seems fair. I don't know all the. If bylaws you're gonna apply some rules, I think that's a fair application. That's a fa- that's fair. That's, that's fair, fair to disqualify him. Yeah. Um, but can a man lose his head? This is like a narrator pops in again. This is just like 
this is just like burn Hollywood burn where like we get five different perspectives like in the first five minutes including a narrator who never comes back but anyway the narrator tells us mad dog was disqualified but can a man lose his head and still retain the championship that is not the question that will be asked ad nauseum through the remaining 80 some minutes of this movie I have no idea why they felt that was like a big moment (laughs) so we get some fan uh, views they're horrified they're shocked Um, we find out Mad Dog was acquitted yeah but then jailed because he assaulted the judge and the jury right (laughs) and he gets like 90 days for beating up the whole court he's released he's a broken man he reportedly killed himself by jumping off the Bay Bridge in 1979. So this this confused me though. Okay, so like okay. the first fight happens in 1973. Then yep. we find 79. out 79. No, it happens in 1973. No, 79. No. Okay, I get you. I get yeah. it, right. So Mad Dog kills himself in 1979. He disappears. Yeah. He's gone. We then get a title card it reads 6 years later and we see the wrestling commissioner announce that the title Skull Crusher's title, since he didn't defend the title for six years because he's dead, uh, they will open it it up to a tournament, an elimination tournament that will culminate in a battle royale. So that's it. And that's that's like, okay, that's starting the movie, right? And now the whole movie is going to be this (laughs) tournament, basically. Just matches (laughs) in this tournament. Now we meet Leslie Uggams. Okay, like again- Let's not the Leslie Uggams. Not the Leslie Uggams. I'm sure that's what you were thinking here in 2022. (laughs) (laughs) But once again, here's another perspective shift, right? Like, so now this is the director of the film and he's talking straight to camera. We're like 15 minutes of the movie at this point. Yeah. We also got like opening credits like three separate times too. There's like opening credits just kept happening too. with the credits. No, it happens actually. It's like right after we meet Leslie that there's more opening credits. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, so Leslie, he's a nerdy guy, but he's a wrestling fan. And he is going to ask the central question of this film, the real question of this film. Has Mad Dog, Joe DiCurso, returned as this hot newcomer wrestler, The Mask? Whoa. All right. So we have, like, no perspective on any of these characters. And who the fuck is The Mask? I mean, whatever. But this is, like, your whole fucking movie now, so you better pretend to care about this shit. Then we got more opening credits. This is like we've, we've had like yeah. a half dozen. I wrote finishing POV, and it's like uh, associate editor. Like what? Let's move on, guys. Um, more screaming straight to camera, a la Burn Hollywood Burn. Later, we meet Doctor Tweed. This is Robert Claudini, Damon Runyon. Billy Martin in like the nineteen mid nineteen eighties, you know, like he's a, a con man and a, a schnook, but he's also like a nice guy, you know, whatever. But Doctor Tweed, he's the founder of Mad Dog Is Mask fan club. So here we go. This is the question: Is Mad Dog the mask? And now he's he's emphatically saying Mad Dog is the mask. Okay, fair enough. We get a, a little bit of background on mad dog dota Carissa. we find out his father fixed cockfights mm-hmm. really anything there's a whole bit about arm transplants yep for tattoos. none of this goes <laughs> anywhere it's like and it's not funny either no like, it, if it was a 
competently done, you'd be like, okay, I'm seeing the steps they're doing. This is what we don't know these characters, Mad Dog Mask, but this is what we're going to do. We're going to find out about this shit. No, it's just it's just a bunch of excuses to do kind of comedic, and I'm using sarcastic quotes, bits that don't really flesh out anything and don't go anywhere. Yeah. it. Ha- I mean, I'll give it credit. It has energy, right? Like, it has yeah. real energy, but it ain't clever. Right. I guess, like, wrestling <laughs> itself, I guess? I don't know. Like, maybe this, that's, like, it's just is itself. All right, first match of this big tournament for the mask. We're just going to watch the masks matches because all we care about is the mask and is Mad Dog the mask. We're just desperate, desperate to know. I'm heavily invested in that answer. First fight, it's against the Grunt Brothers. So they have, you know, they're kind of pre-interview. And again, it's just standard stuff. They're screaming. They're making threats. A fight breaks out. I'm insulting you. No, I'm the best. You're the worst. You're garbage. Blah, 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 blah. It's, you know, it's all this whole like kind of patter thing that's, that is yeah. wrestling, you know, like there's two elements to it, right? Like there's the wrestling element and then there's the talking element, you know, like there's the monologuing. Uh, Mask's manager is a French woman named Angel Face. Right. And a riot breaks out where the Grunt Brothers and Mask and Angel Face are doing their interviews. And there's a scene where one of the Grunt Brothers is Dirty Dick Murdoch, pro wrestler. He fucking throws the actress playing Angel Face. And you see, like, she slams on her butt and then gets up and kind of walks off. This is like a, a scene. Yep. <laughs> All right. No, don't take two. Yeah, so... Yeah, again, and all these wrestlers, I mean, they're real wrestlers, you know. So, like, the wrestling action is its pretty much the real article, but also yeah. pretty much the real article. It just is is that. It's not, like, satirically over the top. It just is itself, you know what I mean? No one else's head is getting chopped off. So. Their fight, the fight between the Mask and the Grunt Brothers is set to a song about breaking bones. I'm only happy breaking bones. Um, which during the credits you find out it's by Exotic Adrian Street, who is one of the wrestlers yeah. we're going to meet later. He does most of the Probably song, my but... favorite character in this movie just because he's a fucking great character it's in amazing, real life. Really? Yeah. So you'll never guess what happens. The mask goes down early. It looks like he's done. Oh, he somehow manages to fight back. Oh, but the Grunt Brothers fight back a little. This is where her, his manager flashes her boobs. I did not see this. And you really see it. And then he turns around and just grabs her and just sexually assaults her, basically. The mask gets the upper hand and he wins the match. So, Okay. And it's not – this is why I was surprised later when they bleeped everything because that's like you just showed boobs. But, man. Scratch me saying this was for kids. Oh, but that's the mid-'80s, man. Like, boobs were – Yeah, it's true. Not a big deal. 16 Candles had boobs and sexual assault in it. (laughs) All the classics. (laughs) <laughs> all the classic pg movies. all right so for his part i'm not going to keep mentioning but leslie basically just keeps popping in and asking the same question is mad dog the mask or is the mask mad dog over and over and over and over again who fucking cares it's not worth mentioning he keeps asking it who cares all right yeah they go ask sweet lola three times yeah they go to her house three separate times they just keep coming back and back yeah tweed they they do go to her house a uh, tw- Tweed wants Mad Dog's old mask. He finds a picture and he wants to like find this old mask because he says it would quote put Joe's fan club back on top, which I, made me think of those fake rankings for like biker boys <laughs> and fan club rankings, it's like res- less dead wrestler fan club rankings. Like what? <laughs> how and how would having that put your fan club back on top? That doesn't make sense. Anyway. So we meet Mad Dog's Although old manager. Although if it's fan club, if it's fan clubs for dead wrestlers, that's got to be the biggest fan club 
uh, ranking system in the world because there are so many wrestlers that die at a young age from steroid abuse, pill abuse. I mean, it's easier to name dead wrestlers than it is alive wrestlers. <laughs> very true. So we meet Mad Dog's old manager. This is the guy he keeps getting bleeped. He's just this the foul, foul mouth guy, foul mouth guy in a wheelchair. Um, he kind of fills in a little more about Joe DeCurso. Mad, uh, he has this uncontrollable temper. He says, "This is kind of typical of this guy. I'd rather bleep a bobcat in a phone booth than fight Joe." Yeah. So we get about the logistics on that. The logistics of setting that up, too. I know, right? How does your mind go to that reference first? <laughs> Lola, once again, they go back to Lola. She very mm-hmm. angrily denies that Joe is the mask. Like, Joe's not the mask. Uh, she's ranting. She's raving. She also says she doesn't think he k- killed himself. But she's also sort of like, you know, why am I hanging on to all this shit of his? You know, he's gone. He left. So, whatever. All right, next match. Next match. El Toro of Georgia. Was that supposed to be a joke? I I don't know. I this is where the movie was like really kind of it's obviously never leave LA. But they want to set one scene deep in Georgia and it, they have GWB Wrestling, right? Is the name of their wrestling promotion, which is supposed to be Georgia Affiliate Wrestling. Right. Toro is obviously a Spaniard cuz he's a matador t- style thing. Yeah. But he's a a good old redneck boy. So you have all these interviews with these good old boy rednecks, probably real wrestling fans talking about, well, we love me some Toro. <laughs> the first match was set in Hackensack, New Jersey, where there's just a title card that pops up as the fight starts yeah. saying Hackensack, New Jersey. And I think that was also supposed to be a joke. Just like, can you believe it? Hackensack. <laughs> what? That's wild. Like, uh, it's not funny. Not funny. All right. So this match, El Toro versus the mask is set to the song. Wrestling Tonight by Sean Na yeah. yeah, it's back. It's like the third time we've heard More wrestling already. tonight. Yeah. And you will never guess what happens in the, ma- in the match. The mask goes down early. It looks like he's down and out, but he somehow summons the power to fight back, and he turns El Toro from beefcake into beefsteak, <laughs> as one of the announcers said. I like that line. The announcers, one of the announcers, like, is a woman. Mm-hmm. And she's she's almost crying, and she does say though, like there's little in jokes, like she's like, "This is the worst beating I've ever seen in my six months of watching wrestling." <laughs> yeah, and it goes on too long, right? Like El Toro's oh, yes. down, but like the mask is proving to be not a hero, but like a very like. This is also, I guess, kind of fueling the whole Mad Dog is the mask because Mad Dog had this uncontrollable temper and the mask is constantly like fighting fans. When the match is over, he's taking it too far. He's slamming them into these like wooden stairs that he brings on stage and they say there's malice behind that mask. The longer this movie goes on, the more padded it is with wrestling scenes. It's just very much so. It's like 75 25 by the end of it. But first, we need to pad it with about 10 minutes of the Wally George show. Yes! Introducing what the f- Wally George as himself. And this is a real guy. The The sin of this movie is that I, now I know this person existed in the world. You never, you never knew about <laughs> I know. Right. So I watched wrestling when I was a kid, up to about age 10 mm. or, yeah, about there. Uh, I was into it, 
right? But I think that's about where you should grow out of wrestling. I'll, I'll, I've said that before. I think that <laughs> grown men in wrestling is it's it's weird. It's weird, grown men and women. <laughs> I like the backstage shit. I like the Hollywood Babylon style sure. stuff. I love that. But Wally George was on after mm. the wrestling. So mm. if you were up late. Now, I didn't know as a kid. I didn't know conservative, you know, and and liberal kind of shit. But I just knew he came, brought people on and screamed, and his set looked so crappy. That was his real set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That no, was I mean, it's, again, it, this is not a parody. Like, this is his actual show. This is not Do you want to like- know... You want to know something that'll blow your fucking mind? Hmm. You know who his daughter is? Rebecca De Mornay. How crazy is that? So he gave that to the world. Um, nothing the else. The same good. time he's making this, she's making risky business. I know. Well, that's a couple of years earlier, but and crushing it. Yeah, no. yeah, that's true. And she's I, making and God created woman. And he did end up suing her later in yeah. life. Sued his own daughter. Good guy. He's a scumbag. Real scumbag. Yeah. So essentially he he's he's like a a proto MAGA OC sleaze oh, yeah. piece he, of shit. He was Morton Downey Jr. before Morton. Morton Downey, Downey Jerry Springer, they basically just ripped off his whole his whole shtick. He was Fox News before Fox News. He was Trump before Trump. He was doing this since like the late fifties. He was he was regional LA. Right. Yeah. So he started out as just like an OC slime ball and then somehow, yep. you know, kind of moved out. Yes, exactly. He's talking to Simi, he's talking to Orange County. And again, this is yeah. just this is a show. It's not it's not removed really at all from the normal terrible thing. So anyway, they're all on the show. Dr. Tweed shows up. He says Mad Dog's the mask for about the five thousandth time. Yes. Mad Dog and his manager, his French manager comes on, he fights he gets into a fight. He storms off. That's what happened on Wally George's show all the time. He reveals nothing about himself. That's just it. But we get like five or ten minutes of Wally George. And it's yeah, just like, a lot of Wally George. A? Moving on. So nothing is answered there. It was a completely pointless sequence. Good to know. Now we're in Fresno. Another Biker Boys connection. <laughs> because Corky used to smoke all those guys in Fresno. That I smoked a lot of guys in Fresno. Not I a motorcycle. Not, <laughs> not, not a motorcycle reference. <laughs> He's just in Fresno smoking, guys. Don't ask anymore. All right? So this match in Fresno, the mask is fighting the pyramid. The pyramid is this really, really, really big guy, but it turns out they flip off the robe, and it's four little people hey. stacked on each other's shoulders, and they have hilarious high voices like the munchkins. Oh, man. this I didn't care for this. Um, no. My daughter came in because I was watching it, and she's like, I thought you were watching a Minions movie. <laughs> Because they make all the, the little people's yes. voices high pitch. Oh, I was like, no, this is what I'm watching. And she looked at it and she looked at me and just fucking like gave me a screw face and walked away. <laughs> you had it coming. So the fight's not going very well for the mask. He essentially just cuts bait and takes off. He's like, I'm done with this bullshit. And he is now booed by the very fans who were cheering his entrance in a place that is obviously not outside any stadium. It's just outside someone's house, and they got like 10 kids from the neighborhood to be in it. Yeah, whatever. yeah. And for some reason, now he fires his French manager, and she flies back, and then she's out of the movie. Yeah. Like, what? What is this? I don't know how this worked for the tournament either. Like, did, didn't the pyramid win that? <laughs> it felt, felt like the master <laughs> took an L there, but we're just moving That's on. That's a great call. We're just moving on. So now we're on exotic Adrian Street's show. And exotic Adrian Street is uh, blonde. He has kind of like kiss makeup. 
There's a little bit he, of like a gender fluid sort of. He's a vibe. androgynous. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he, he he set the template for some wrestlers like uh, Exotic Adrian on in America. Uh, what was his name? Adrian? I don't know. Some, but he took his whole shit, yeah. right? Um, but no, he he and he really leans into this bit. And he was a, he was a popular British wrestler. Mm-hmm. So the mask comes on his show, and I'm assuming he had a real show, and this is exactly what the show no, was. You you, know what you I mean? called it. it. What we're watching is the shit that we would have watched on wrestling if you watched wrestling. It's wrestlers <laughs> hosting their interview segments where they they come out, they get heat, they yell at the guy, and then it cuts to a wrestling scene, and then it comes back, and they're doing the the promo again. That's basically it. Yeah, Adrian brings Captain Carnage onto his show and asks him, "Do you think the mask?" Is Mad Dog like? Oh my God! We're just keeping harping on this, and a fight breaks out, and then it ends. That's he also brings out the mask's new manager, the Golden Greek John Tolis. Yes, yes. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) this guy looks like a car salesman, (laughs) and he just—he's the typical. Let me tell you something. Yes, I will. Yeah, Captain Carnage. Not a talker. No. Hired for the physique. No. He's a <laughs> you body. You tell he didn't cut his own promos. <laughs> Wrestling tonight. Ooh, all right. We finally reached the night of the big battle royale. But before we get to that big match, let's get a 60-second sidebar into female wrestlers. Queen Kong versus Charlie. Uh-huh. Also both real-life wrestlers. Set to Adrian Street song. She's a mighty big girl for her size. (laughs) It really doesn't make sense when you break it down, does it? (laughs) Not really. (laughs) That's it. That's it. We just get like like 30, 60 seconds of them. And then it's like, all right, now we're going to build up to the big Battle Royale match. Okay. I bet you Adrian Street was like, if you put my Muse songs in it, you can, I'll be in it. And then they're like, okay, well, we have his songs. Oh, this one's about women's wrestling or a woman wrestler. Let's put some women's wrestling. Yeah, let's figure out a way. After this, then there's just random person on the street interviews. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They went around in LA and they just talked to people about wrestling. And yep. this is where like people are really horned up. <laughs> oh, really? Men talking about women wrestlers, <laughs> uh, women talking about men bodies. It's like, all right, okay, we see what the audience is there for. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're finally here. The big battle royale. This is going to decide who is going to take over Skull Crusher's championship, which has been vacant for the last six years as we've been building up to this. We still don't know if the mask is Mad Dog. We're still asking the question. We're still just dying to know. 12 wrestlers. Long fucking buildup. Long, yes. long. Yes. I mean, it just everything takes just so long. It is so padded, this movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, For... the first five minutes are fun, but man, it's yeah. all padding after that. Nonstop padding. So. And it makes no sense. Like they now we're following all these battle royale wrestlers, and for as low budget a movie as this, we get them in several locations. Mm-hmm. Like we're watch, walking them on the tarmac, we're in a hangar where we're interviewing them, we're having them backstage, we're talking to them. And one of my favorite things on this was the character of I wrote Tommy Warhead, but then later on I found out it was Commie Warhead. Commie Warhead. So he's a communist. Yes. He's got the iron, the hammer and sickle on his pants and it was totally because in the 80s they they would always have russian bad guys right 
because of the United States Cold War. And he, this guy's from Van Nuys, right? <laughs> He's just doing this. He fucking got off the, the surf that morning, came in and was like, I must break America. <laughs> all right. So, whammo, big fight. 12 wrestlers all in the ring. Here we go. And it's Battle Royale. Again, I'm no expert. Mind you, I'm no expert, but the wrestling here is pretty credible. These are like real sure. guys. Unfortunately, it's thoroughly betrayed by lousy direction, cinematography, editing is just complete garbage. Like, it's really, it's not well showcased, the wrestling no. of these guys, which is unfortunate because it does seem like it's actually pretty good. And it's all big guy wrestling. It's not the Rey Mysterio people flying around type, which is a lot. It's nice to have the variance. Yeah, it's a lot of just big dudes wailing on each other. And it's, whale, whale, it's the whale. people who don't know how to shoot action where they can just keep a, a camera still mm-hmm. and let the, the, the movement carry it. They try to do push-ins, move-arounds, and it fucks it up. And it just cuts together so fr- freaking poorly. Yeah. So this fight is happening. People, they, they all pile on the first guy, right? Like one guy is just, they all pile on like an 11-man pin. So he's out. And then Barry, you know, people just kind of keep coming in and out. The announcers are just going off. The whole building is rocking. And one point he says, we're not talking pistols at dawn today. This is America. Pistols at Dawn is a very like it's very a ingrained very... in American history. Like, uh, hello, Hamilton. Yeah, right. I, I don't know. That, was that at Dawn? Might have been in the evening. The, I don't know. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the battle meeting at Weehawken was at Dawn. <laughs> very good. This is America. We don't do pistols at Dawn. Right. Wink. We do wrestling. One of the announcers' stick is that he's at, at like Freud. He analyzes yeah. everything. He's like, oh, mm. there's obviously some childhood trauma boiling up here. <laughs> obviously with all of them yes. plus the entire look, audience. look at their bodies <laughs> like it, it just look in the crowd for god's sakes there's tons of childhood drama all right so it it's it, the fight just keeps happening i wrote some variation yeah. in my notes of the wrestling is still happening it's still happening the fight is still going i wrote that like five or six times like there's nothing else to say i don't know no, what else to say it's really tough it's really tough to discuss this movie in great length because it is like just talking about a wrestling match. It's still like he yeah, was what? guy pummels another guy, dude pummels yeah. dude. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen on the battle royale: two guys are going to team up against other guys, <laughs> and then one of them is going to betray the other. <laughs> They'll betray each other. Who saw that coming? So the numbers slowly whittle down. At one point, the mask's manager is attacked. He fights back with a chain. There's a lot of chains in this movie. Finally comes down to the mask and Captain Carnage. And the mask has the upper hand. He's preparing Captain Carnage for decapitation. He wraps his neck around the ropes in the same yeah. way. As Skull Crusher, he's ready to do it. But who rides in on a motorcycle? Mad Dog Joe DeCurso. The timing. Perfect for timing. Mad Dog Joe to know exactly when he... Uh, Captain Carnage is going to get his head decapitated. His decapitation senses were tingling. Like, to ah. have the coordination with the people who run the stadium, open those garage doors for him to ride, and have that track laid for yeah. him to ride up to the ring. Get the key light on me, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> knowing the lighting cues, it's amazing. My sound cue, <laughs> unbelievable. But the crowd goes wild. Mad Dog rides in. 
to the stadium. He gets off his bike. He leaps in and he saves Captain Carnage at the last second from losing his head. And now it's between Mad Dog and the mask. Mano a mano. I'm no expert, <laughs> but I don't think this is a legal match now. No, this is Captain not Captain Carnage has been eliminated. It's not sanctioned by Mad anybody. Dog was not on the card. This is a street we're, fight a la Rocky Five. Okay, We're like going to have to go back to Ready to Rumble to check and see if... <laughs> Because didn't that movie have a motorcycle? That movie had a motorcycle ride in at the end. Oh, yeah. Da- I think David Arquette rode his motorcycle in. I feel like that's a staple. <laughs> people riding it on motorcycles. Anyway, the big fight. Mad Dog versus the mask. Whoever the fuck the mask is because it ain't Mad Dog. Right. Corky, you'll never guess what happens. It's the most shocking thing. Mad Dog goes down early. Our hero goes <laughs> down early. Looks like he's done. Somehow summons the power to fight back. He gains the other hand. Unbelievable. Just like literally every pro wrestling match in this movie and in real life. I mean, my Uh just God. Just God. Anyway, Mad Dog gets the upper hand. He cleans house. Rips the mask right off of the mask. Demascitates the mask. Demascitates. Really. Just unbelievable. And emasculates effectively oh. by demasculating him. Um, fans love it. Lola loves him. Big kiss in the ring. It's been six years, but she's fine. <laughs> she's, she's like, like no, fine no with problem. It. She got over it like really quickly. I hung on and to she your was there yesterday. Even though she didn't think he was the mask? I mean, why right. was she even there? She- oh, she was managing Captain Carnage now. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> why not? So anyway... That's it, right? Uh, Mad Dog comes in. He defeats the mask. The mask turns out to be nope. some villain. Everyone's they happy. They hadn't tied up loose no. ends Fade out enough. Not the end. The final scene is Leslie Uggams throwing like a little bit of a hissy fit to Dr. Tweed because he doesn't have the perfect ending for his movie. I'm like, you needed it more perfect than that? That fulfilled every fantasy that like mm-hmm. if you were a wrestling fan following this like – this fucking drama, like you, that's everything you ever wanted. But he just insists that he didn't have a nice ending to wrap up his picture. Tweed says, "Let's go get some dinner." They go get dinner, and that's it. They but not the- before Corky. I just need one more little taste, one last needle drop on Shanana's wrestling tonight. Wrestling tonight. <laughs> And that is your movie, my friends. (laughs) It's like if uh, I feel comfortable comparing this movie to The Karate Kid. It's Mm. like if at the end of The Karate Kid, instead of the ending on the celebratory, (laughs) holding up the trophy, nod for Mr. Miyagi, they ended it with the walking out to go get Leatherbees afterwards. You know, they're just like walking down the street, very subdued. He steps in gum. You know, it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Or it would just be like, uh, you know, the Karate Kid's mom complaining to some minor character that, that, that Daniel LaRusso didn't have a happy ending or something like that. <laughs> like, what that. Everything worked out. All right. So that's it. Grunt exclamation point. The wrestling movie. Quirky, final thoughts before we give our rankings. Final thoughts is thank you to Mr. Positivity Wolfie T for donating this. We we read it on one of our recent All Dares episodes where we clean house, read a bunch of dares. Um, this one was interesting to me. We didn't mean to do a back-to-back documentary of mockumentaries, but um, we did. 
I kind of put this movie in the uh, think big category mm. in that this movie's so low budget mm. and so in the hands of the wrong people, but its heart is in the right place and it's not offensive in anything that it, it's just offensive in the execution of it. Um, it's a mildly forgivable offensiveness. So that being said, I, I can't recommend this movie. If it would had stayed like the first five minutes, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I can't recommend it. So, but I'm not, I don't hate and I'm not gonna trash the movie, but it's it's a dare. Um, if you stumble across this somehow, some way, or if you're a wrestling fan or a fan of obscure 80s celebrities or um weird actors, you could check this out. Um, it's a dare, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a dare too. It's it's as poorly made as Burn Hollywood Burn, but it's about a a tenth as annoying, maybe even like a hundredth as annoying as yeah. Burn Hollywood Burn. Like it's very watchable. I think it's wrestling fans only and like 80s wrestling fans only. I just don't see what appeal it has if you're not into wrestling because again, once you get past the first 5 minutes, and really the first five minutes is all wrestling too, but it has some good, it seems like it's setting itself up to have some decent bits, but after that, it's just wrestling. It's just wrestling yeah. and everything yeah. that goes along with it, like the interviews, the shows, these like kind of shock jock shows, this whole tie, you know, to, yeah, it, it, I just, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. It's, it's barely, a, it's just barely a movie. There's just nothing to it. You're calling it a dare too. I'm saying it's a dare because it's still yeah. very watchable. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it, it's 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 harmless. It it has it's more of a a time capsule than yes. Burn Hollywood yeah. Burn, which is just like from the point of view of this like very bitter man. This is like all right, we get to see a little bit of you know 80s what it's like to live in the mid 80s a little bit. You know, it actually does kind of capture its time. One of the, my favorite things about it was some of the shots of 80s LA yes. where you're still seeing the vintage 30s and 40s architecture and it's not obscured by uh, so much new shit. Right. Uh, people living in what was then run down places mm-hmm. that were built 60, 60 years before. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the other thing that really confused me about this movie is like it seems to be made by and for wrestling fans. Yeah. But not what they call smart marks. It's not the mm. wrestling fans like who know they don't break kayfabe. They wrestling is real. The characters mm. that that's who they are, mm. and you wouldn't know anybody's real name. And also, they they refer to people like a bad guys, good guys. They don't say fate, baby faces, and heels. They don't use terminology. So it's very much packaged for an audience that's not too hip to wrestling, right? Yeah, but is a fan. Yeah, that's why it's, it doesn't really work on any level. It's exactly, like, that's yeah. the underline. That's the the headline. There is that it's just like it doesn't work as a mockumentary. It doesn't work as a comedy. It doesn't really work as like a just straightforward story about wrestling. There's no insight here. There's nothing. It's it's closer to a documentary than it is to a mockumentary. You know, um, right? And a pretty bad <laughs> documentary too. <laughs> It like just here's what uh, you know low budget wrestlers who aren't in the big time. If it was like a if that's what it was, I'm like they nailed that. <laughs> they nailed the thing that shows people who've never made the big time and just paycheck to paycheck wrestling. Yeah, I mean, other than the wrestling sequences and the talk shows and the interviews and all that stuff, it's just people asking, "Is Mad Dog the mask? Yeah, is mask Mad Dog." And as it turns out, uh, no. 
No, <laughs> you're right. So okay, great, good fun, good times. <laughs> All right, so that's that's two dares for grunt, two dares exclamation point in the rest of the movie. Quirky, two before we dares tonight. Sorry, before, <laughs> before we move on, you mentioned think big. Yeah. All right, the Sweeney scene. Mm. Let's try it one more time, and I think we're going to say Sweeney at exactly the same time, okay? right? Something like, the Barbarian Brothers could <laughs> not do no matter how many takes they tried. Just take 372. We're going to stay here until we nail this, all right? That's the Barbarian Brothers promise. All right, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I've got my sarong on, like Vic. All right. On three. One, two, three. Sweeney! Go. Sweeney. Damn it. Sweeney. We're getting farther off. (laughs) I said it four times, didn't I? I said it four times again. Did I say it four times? How many times? One time. All right. Take 373. Let's keep rolling. Let's keep rolling. This is good. This is good. We're finding the scene. All right. That's all we have for you on this episode of Sweeney. But we'll be back in two weeks. Sweeney. Damn it. God damn. Take 374, load it. That's all we have for you. But we'll be back in two weeks to review another one of your movie dares. Until then, send those movie dares to us at daredaniel. Sweeney? Sweeney. I, I felt like you were going to say it. Sweeney. I felt like you were. Daresweeney.com. And be sure to follow Dare Sweeney Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Insta Sweeney. Like and rate us on all your favorite podcast apps. If you want to donate to the show, Visit daredaniel.com, click that donate button, find support the show in the menu, slip us a little cash on we the street. We just got another great donation from Prof Har, from Professor Horror. We did. He, yeah, he bought us a couple months of stuff. That's one step closer to the doctorate, really. This is, <laughs> this is. This matters. This matters, okay? <laughs> we're not saying it's a pyramid scheme, but we're not not saying it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> We'll sell you a doctorate. We will. Corky, you're yeah. out there. You're in Hackensack, New Jersey. Uh-huh. You're wrestling. You're wrestling. You're flashing people. What's going on, man? What are you up to? Well, being that I am of Spanish descent, I am a good old-natured redneck Georgia boy. <laughs> By way of Hackensack and the Russian of Van Nuys comes out of me all the time. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. That didn't even set anything up. That was just a bunch of string of nonsense. <laughs> nope. But I'll be performing at the Sacramento Comedy Spot every Saturday night with Anti-Cooperation League and last Fridays of the month with MRI. Come down, see shows, have fun. Yeah, go see it. It's good stuff. It's fun, fun stuff. For Dare Daniel, I'm Daniel Barnes. And I'm Corky McDonald saying, Sweeney! Sweeney, 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 Sweeney. Sweeney. Damn it!